everyone, and welcome to The Art of Podcasting, Episode 1, recorded February 19th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementsop.com. Welcome, folks, to the beginning, the, the genesis of a new podcast. With me, I have uh, people I'm sure you know, and if not, you will get to know, one Mr. Steve Cherubino of podnuts.com. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Mark? Good, Doing good. good. Life is good. And Mr. James Messer, also known as the Professor of ProfessorMesser.com. Now, the name of this podcast, Art of Podcasting, is a great name. Where did you come up with that? Uh, it just came to me in a spur-of-the-moment <laughs> thing. I didn't even ask anybody about it. <laughs> you that was you guys the don't hardest thing I think I've ever done. <laughs> yes. So you guys uh, don't even want to know the other names we were thinking. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, between three guys who run their own content production networks, there are two things that are going to be incredibly difficult. First is scheduling, uh, which took us weeks to get this this thing together. And the second is agreeing on something. And so the coming up with the name was the second hardest thing. After that, everything should be pretty easy. It's all downhill from here. That's right. Actually, some would say it was downhill the moment I hit record. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the way things go here at my network. So uh, let's just start off by saying who we are. I gave you a brief introduction. James, we'll start with you. Tell us who you are, what you do, and why should we should care what you have to say. Well, there's absolutely. We'll start with the last question first. There's absolutely no reason you should care what I have to say. But uh, uh, I one of those things that I think we've all been through are the trials and tribulations of getting this technology to do what we want it to do, and that's. I think when we were talking on a previous podcast, it was how can we take some of these scars and some of these arrows that we've taken in the knee and bring them to, to light and show everybody exactly some of these things we've stumbled through. And I've even got stories from this week of me stumbling through these things. Um, I started content, uh, building content and really having an internet publishing company is what I call it when I wrote a book and thought I could put this book on the internet and provide this content for free and and put some ads around it so that I could actually monetize. So I wouldn't have to sell books. I could just simply go have people come to my webpage and just by visiting the webpage, I could be compensated for that. And it's a, a model that went from having a book on that network security moved into more of training and then it moved into video because right about, you know, five years ago was when video became easy to do. So it was and easy being a relative term. Easy course. being a very, very relative term. Easier to do than not having it at all. Um, and so that has evolved over time and we've built this content over time. And it's now turned into this organization that makes training videos and other types of media and puts it on the internet for people to get certified, learn more about technology and try to get more interested in knowing how these things work under the surface. All right, Steve, same question to you. What do you uh, uh, bring to the table and who are you? I am Steve Cherubino. Uh, I run a podcast network called podnuts.com. It's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z. And it's, uh, it's just a group of uh, about five podcasts, tech podcasts, where we talk about computers, Android phones, operating systems, all that stuff. And uh, that that's basically what it is at its root. And um, this show is... Uh, at least my my attempt i'll try but uh it's it's an attempt to uh anybody who's interested in podcasting or broadcasting something over the internet it's uh, we're going to be giving our feedback of uh what works for us and why you should do it what you should be careful of and hopefully make you guys better podcasters and broadcasters or whatever you want to do 
But uh, that's my network. So I have some experience in the field. So I hope I can help you guys. And Steve, how long have you been doing this? We started Pod Nuts in about 2008. Uh, so it's been about three or four years. All right. And my name is Mark Cockrell. Uh, I am the major domo of a company called Element OP Productions. Uh, we started with one show called The Tightwad Tech with uh, my my friend and co-host Sean Kyvel, uh in uh, early 2010. So I've been doing this for a couple of years now and coming up on my two-year anniversary uh, in about six weeks, <clears throat> which also happens to be my birthday. We started on my birthday. Oh, happy so birthday. happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, so... Uh, we now have six shows, uh, seven. Uh, oh, actually, this is the sixth. Uh, we have a couple of more in the works, and uh, uh, our job, our idea is to create a network of diverse uh, material. I know Steve has uh, focused pretty much on a narrow niche, and and uh, we're we're looking to have a diverse range of stuff. And uh, I've been I've made almost every mistake you can make in a short period of time. So I, I think what we were talking about uh, this all started with uh, with James and I when he was a guest on one of our shows. Uh, one of my shows, and uh, we were talking after the fact about stuff we wish we had known before we got started. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where this goes. I don't know how long this is going to run. We may run out of content after three shows, uh, but I think not because think we're doing not. this. We're doing this every <laughs> week, which means we're screwing up every week. And so uh, we're going to come to you and and tell you um, what we did right, what we did wrong, and hopefully you can uh, choose better in the future. Sounds good. So that's really all there is to it. Um, so that was the brief introduction and, and how the show came about. And that's pretty much all we had to talk about. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next time. Uh, so I'll start with uh, uh, with James on this one. You're relatively new to podcasting. Uh, you, yes. you, you were doing video content, but right. podcasting is new to you. Let's talk about why you decided to make that change and, and why is it that you chose to podcast? You know, you had that in the show notes uh, that well, I was reading through before we got online, and I, I thought about the question, and and I really don't have a good answer for that. Um, I have, I guess, many little answers that that make up why I ever wanted to get into the idea of doing something uh, on a regular basis and putting that out there. Because up to this point, or up to, I'm thinking four months ago, the content that I was creating was one that I would just build when I had time. I would make the videos that I needed to make completely offline. Nobody watched me do it. It wasn't a live stream of any kind. I would build those, uh, record those, edit the video, put it on the YouTube and tell people on Facebook and Twitter the videos out there and put links on my website so people could find it and it would be indexed quite nicely but was not creating regular content, wasn't, wasn't even really thinking about it at that point. I had in my one-year plan to, to ultimately start creating regular types of, of content and having it out there. Um, and, and only recently just managed to find a way to make that happen. One of the things that I thought was really important about what we're doing here is that we're all participating at the same time. And I think a good podcast, some of the best podcasts are when you have more than one person there. So you can get feedback from other people. You can throw ideas off of somebody. And I didn't have that. Um, so I finally really roped my wife into a podcast that is called uh, <laughs> What a Week. And where we go through just types of stories during the week that we saw that were not the mainstream stories. They were not the things we heard about during the week. It's all the other things that happened that you didn't hear about because we had to hear about all of the big news that happened during the week. And it's just a, where we sit down for 30 minutes and talk back and forth. 
And, and ultimately, I think I really did that because it was an experience and a type of technology that I was not doing. I mean, there's a lot to podcasting that is, that is really about podcasting. It's building the feeds. It's having the relationship with the iTunes. It's building the other RSS feeds to work with the third party. It's having the content every day or every week. It's building out the technology to perhaps do it live in a live stream, which requires completely different type setup than it would be that if we were doing that. And I want to do it with video because it's important for me to have video there. So all of that had to be bundled together. And um, I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know if it would turn out okay. I didn't know if it'd be any good. I didn't know if if I even knew what I was doing with that piece. But ultimately, after you know four or five episodes, it, just, it, it caught on and I figured out how to make it a lot smoother and do all of those pieces. So it's that learning process you go through. And, and fortunately, I had other stuff to fall back on uh, because I knew how to do the video and I had some of the equipment and I had the microphones. But I just had to figure out the whole podcasting piece. Why I'm doing it, uh, like I said, I'm not really sure. It's really more of a learning process for me and understanding more about what I'd like to do. I think someday I would like to have a big network like you guys have, where you have seven, eight shows. You, you've got different people that you can call on for different types of materials. And that would be nice to do. I just don't have the cycles to do that today. But I know if I'm ever going to get to that point, that I want to at least have the chops and be able to have the process in place if I ever get there. All right. Thank you for that. Steve, same question. What what brought you into podcasting and, and what's kept you doing it for four plus years now? My answer is very simple. I started podcasting because I wanted to. <laughs> That's the only reason. I, I saw other people doing it. It looked fun. And I said, I want to do that. And that, that was my main motivation. I wasn't thinking about monetizing. I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about how many hours it would take out of my life. I just... I was listening to podcasts on a routine basis in my life and I wasn't watching TV anymore. I was just all about podcasts and I'm like, this looks so much fun. I, I want to do one. So uh, I started doing one about computer repair, which because I was I owned a computer repair business at the time and it was something I felt like I could talk about. Um, so that's why I started and um, why it continued was basically because there was a continuing interest in the subject matter I was talking about. Um, the, the fun of podcasting, it continued to be a fun thing to do. So that's, that was the main reason it continued. If it wasn't fun, it'd be over by now. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's a great reason to start doing a podcast is simply because it seems like a fun thing to do. And that type of podcast might actually succeed more than starting a podcast to make money. That's I agree completely opinion. because at some point it's not going to be fun. It's going to start looking a lot like work. Uh, and if you don't have that passion to keep you doing it, if you're just doing it to, to cash a paycheck, well, let's just stop, stop right there. If you're doing this to get rich, stop. Yes. Um, if you're thinking, I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to make millions, I'm going to take over the world, uh, you're deluded. Um, you can make money. There are certainly people making lots and lots of money, mm -hmm. but um, you're not them. <laughs> um, you know, and then I mentioned off air before we started recording about Leo Laporte. Anybody who's into podcasting, certainly tech podcasting, knows of Leo Laporte. And uh, he's making millions of dollars doing it. But he's also got a 30-year career in radio and television behind him. You don't. I don't. Uh, so the odds of us becoming the next Leo Laporte are, you know, infinitesimal. But as Han Solo would say, never quote me the odds. Um, it can happen. It can be done. Uh, but that shouldn't be the reason 
right. for doing that shouldn't be the reason. Exactly. I mean, we, we're going to offer advice here and I think you should have huge goals. I think if you right. want to be like Leo or better then then have that goal and go for it. Um, like Mark said, you can make it, but it's a good thing to not have uh, money as your impetus for wanting to do this. I totally agree with you. Right. Uh, and I'll answer my own question. I started doing this. Uh, my my co-host uh, on the Taiwan Ta- Tech, Sean Kybel, was like Steve, uh, a voracious podcast consumer. I was aware of podcasts. I, I knew what they were, where I had listened to them. Um, but when he was looking to further his knowledge, basically for professional development, he went to, to the podcasting and he found that there were tech podcasts and there were education podcasts, but there weren't education technology podcasts, not good ones anyway. And that's what he does and what I do for a living. I, I work, my day job is, is, uh, as the technology, the head tech weenie, as I like to call it, for a public school district. So ed tech is my thing. It's what I have uh, done for the last 15 years of my life. Um, so when we started, I started with what I knew and what I already, uh, loved being ed tech. There was a hole in the market. So I, I chose to, to try to fill that hole with our show called the Tightwad Tech. Um, since then, I, just really grew to love it. I really like what I'm doing. Uh, what I'm doing. I've, uh, I've always been sort of a closet uh, DJ. You know, I've always wanted to do this. In fact, when I was in college, I considered doing radio television, uh, and and decided not to. I've done um, uh, semi-pro recording for bands and stuff over the years, so I was familiar with and enjoyed the equipment involved in recording, the microphones and mixers and digital effects and all that sort of stuff. I'm a ham. I like attention. I like being in front of people. So, uh, putting all those things together, podcasting was sort of checking all the boxes. I yes. get to, I get to talk, I get to educate, I get to do uh, stuff I'm passionate about, I get to play with gear, I get to play with software. And so it's just something I really love doing. And that's why I, it's, it's, I almost do as much, uh, as many hours a week now, uh, podcasting as I do working. So I work a job and then I come home and I work another job, essentially. Uh, and, and there are days when it does seem a whole lot like work, but I enjoy it. And and hopefully in the years to come, it will be my one job and it will be the way I provide for my family. But right now, it's just something I really love. So I think it's essential that you start with love and passion, because if you don't have the passion, you won't have anything to push you through the dry, boring times. Exactly right. I'm totally with you. And um, another thing, too, Mark, is that people have a natural inclination to want to help other people. And that's another thing that really keeps you going with the podcast, knowing that you're giving information and you're getting to, to people who are listening and you're getting feedback saying, man, thanks. That really helped me a lot. That keeps it going too. And, and, and like I said, people like to help other people and podcasting is a great way to, to uh, be able to do that. One of the things that drives me crazy about podcasting and, and about the, the whole integrating and having the audio and, and what Mark, what you were saying really hit on this a lot is there seems to be uh, a low barrier of entry from a technology perspective because almost everybody has a laptop computer or a desktop computer with a microphone and technically that's all you need to get started but there seems to be a very high technical barrier to entry because there are a lot of moving parts with podcasting and and even the ones that have been doing it for years and years and years occasionally still screw up their iTunes feed for for one reason or another, it's very very complex in putting all of the pieces together and to get them working. And and it sometimes it frustrates me a bit because it's hard for this to get mainstream. 
there are a lot of podcasts that are about technology and about things that interest people in technology. But I would love to be able to find a way to get this so that anybody could really do it. Um, because I'll, I'll meet somebody for the first time. Oh, what do you do? Well, I do some of these things. Oh, and I have a podcast or I create content for the internet. They just kind of look at you with a, right. a funny kind of stare and go, well, that's, that's delightful. How, how lovely. They have no idea what I'm talking about. They'll never hear any of these shows. They'll never even know how to get to those shows. It's very complex. And a lot of those things are changing over time, but it seems to be one of those things that putting together a podcast like this, I hope we will be able to move the bar along a little bit further. Yeah. One of the things, my, what I've come up with is my standard answer when I'm wearing, you know, some, some element OP gear and somebody asks about it, uh, I will say, I do a radio show and uh -huh. people understand radio. I know I what a, that is. I do a radio show. And then they'll say, well, what station are you on? Well, <laughs> it's not on the air. It's on the internet. And I'll give them uh, a business card yep. with, with a website on it. So if you want to listen to the radio, and then they'll say, when are you on? Anytime you want. It's on-demand radio. So I people don't understand. Un what do you mean? <clears throat> on anytime I want. Yeah. Well, people understand a DVR. They understand on-demand. Yep. So that's the way I explain it. It's like a DVR for radio. My stuff is out there. Anytime you want to go listen to it, you can but we, we really have to go that extra step, it seems, to uh, to get people to to find it and listen to it. And I think that's an important right. part of the things we'll be talking about is you have to do that. They can't go to their car. They cannot turn a knob on and hear you. There's right. no way for that to work exactly that way. Uh, there's there's other pieces in between that must take place. So uh, I have a lot of things that I'm trying on my side, a lot of things I use on my side to get to some of these podcasts. And I think as we go through these weeks, we'll be able to talk about some of those. Steve, you want to say something? Yeah, well, I, I think, um, you know, James is right. But as the technology advances, um, the technology is basically bridging the gap for us with with TVs that have built-in apps, the Roku box, yep. um, all these apps that are, that are the, all these platforms that have apps that are coming up. That I think is our uh, the podcaster's way into the mainstream because you you can write apps to basically launch your podcast, and it's basically like them going to a channel. It's like them downloading and running an app is like almost like turning on a channel. So. Right. Like the Roku box, it's, they're called channels and Podnuts is on the Roku box. There's a bunch of other podcasts on the Roku box. I haven't updated in a while, so don't go there. But it's, it's actually, there's ways that are coming up now that are making it easy for people to watch a podcast and not even know that it's called a podcast right. and right. not even know that, you know, they just think it's a show. So it's podcasting now is turning into just shows, I think. And that's, that's good for us. But James is right. And I, but I think that there's hope and like, like you said, we're going to talk about that more. Yeah, what what I have, I have a an Android app and I have an iPhone app, but it's not in the market yet. Thank you, Apple. Um, but <laughs> that's what I tell people. It's like, do you have a smartphone? And more and more, the answer is yes. And I say, go here, get this app. Anytime you want to listen, our entire catalog is there. People are becoming more and more comfortable with the on-demand concept. Mm -hmm. Even even grandma with her with with cable. There, there's there's on-demand cable on her box. She understands there's a place she can go, pick something, and watch it now. So yeah, I think we're we're on the vanguard of a nascent market. There, uh, the, just like cable access was, uh, you know, in the early '80s when people were making crappy cable shows, those grew into, in some cases, really good cable shows. Some of them are still crappy, and I think we're sort of the cable access of the 21st century. We're we're doing what is going to be commonplace, but right now it's it's. Uh, um, pioneer, sort of. 
It's I think it's actually the perfect time to be a podcaster right I now. I agree. I yep. agree. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. What else were we going to talk about? Um, okay, your objectives. What uh, we talked about? Why we podcast? Uh, my next question, and and uh, uh, we we can stipulate that money is going to be in there somewhere, so we won't spend a lot of time on that. But what is your um, short term objective to podcasting? What is it, James? You already said you, you you're doing it primarily as a petri dish to learn. But is there any other uh, reason you're uh, in the short term? that you do podcasting? Yeah, well, a big part of it is to have a marketing mechanism for the things that I do on Professor Messer and hopefully things that I will be able to do on other websites, web web pages. Uh, I think you guys are probably very much like me that I have a lot of projects that I would love to be able to do, but there's no way possible because of laws of physics and the fact that we only have 24 hours in a day that some of these will ever see the light of day. But it's it's one of those that very often guys like us are the, the inventors that sit in the closets down under the basement and, and write things on the piece of paper and go, that would, that's a great idea. Let me, I could do that someday and hopefully it will, it will get there. So I don't have a direct idea that I'm going to create a podcast and have advertisers and do that traditional, I would say traditional, but it's, it's increasingly not, uh, of having advertising and, and selling ads on a podcast, which is an absolutely viable way to make money from podcasting. But I want to be able to do some of these things to first, of course, learn what I'm doing, the Petri dish, but also use it as a mechanism to get myself out there in ways that people have not seen me before because all they've seen is Professor Messer, he's a head in a box that's on a website. And and if I want to have this as a content business, as a as an internet publishing company, then it's one where I need to be on every type of media that I can think of getting into. And this is this is really a great one to be in. Right. I, I think um I totally lost my chance. That's what happens when I read the chat room. I totally <laughs> lost my train of thought there. They've derailed um, the entire podcast. <laughs> Uh, I think if you have a business um, that is people-centered, then a podcast could be a very good way uh, to um, advertise that business. Uh, if you're uh, a winemaker and, and you could do an hour podcast, you know, uh, once a week or every other week about selecting wines, and and you get um, uninterrupted one-to-one time with your audience in a way that no business flyer will ever provide. So. Even if it's not um, because you want to do broadcasting, which in my case is what it is, I want to do radio. But even if that's not the case, if you have a side business, setting yourself up and saying, I am an expert in this field and offering your expertise for free um, in, a, in a detailed and in professional way is going to have uh, huge payoffs in the long run, I think. Maybe it's not a direct type of payoff. Maybe the podcast itself is not the thing that will be profitable and be something that you can build a business on. But in my case, I have a lot of videos that I'd like people to watch. And hopefully I'm not on a podcast and giving an impression of this guy really isn't that smart. I don't know if I want to watch his videos. Hopefully I'm spinning the marketing a different way. And they could say, well, perhaps he's, he can at least speak in complete sentences. So therefore, perhaps he has something I would like to see. They hear about Professor Messer. They tell their friends. I think that's the, the piece that I'm coming at this with. I sort of concede from the, the point from the beginning that I'm dumb as a rock 
and just expect that anything I say this profound is an accident. <laughs> and, you know, when you set the expectations low, it's hard to disappoint. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Steve? What are your short-term goals? Not, not speaking long-term, but your short-term goals for podcasting. Uh, my short-term girl- goals have been what they've been from the start, and it's just to have fun doing it. Um, that, like I said, that was the, the, there was no goal in the beginning. It just, just to, I wanted to have a podcast and it, that's been the continuing, <laughs> actually the continuing way that things have been going. Um, the short-term goal is to have fun. If you look at it long-term, if you, if you're, while you're having fun doing your show, if you're doing it as professional as you can, as entertaining as you can, and you are tr- trying to make something that when somebody listens to it, they go, Man, I just had a better day because I listened to that show, or I really enjoyed that. Then it, it, you, a, a business kind of forms out of that because right. you have people that are interested in what you're doing. So I think with podcasting, you really don't have to have like a long term objective with it to start. See how it goes. Enjoy, really enjoy what you're doing. If you start to get listeners, then look at ways to maybe market and get more listeners and. You know, then see if you get some advertisers. But what, what's going to happen is as your show gets bigger and better and more people listen to it and word of mouth goes around, advertisers are going to start to approach you. Money is going to start coming your way from different quarters. It's just going to happen. So I think that one's objective should be, short-term objective be, this show I'm doing tonight, I'm going to make it the best show I could possibly do. Um, and I'm going to have fun doing it. and I'm going to hope other people have fun. And that's how you build something viral, basically, I think. Yeah, I think you hit on it right there. I have only one short-term goal every time I get behind this mic, and that is to be better than I was yesterday. My short-term goal is to learn more and and hone my skills and be better. So tomorrow, I want to be better than I am today. The next day, I want to be better than I uh, was tomorrow. So um, that's my only goal. It's uh, it's learning. It's growing. It's honing skills. It's becoming a better me. Every day. Now, I don't worry about uh, money, and I don't worry don't worry about uh, you know those long term things. They're out there. I do have a you know a five year plan that uh, you know I'm, I'm I have a whole business uh, plan laid out. But in the short term, when I come to the mic, my goal is to get better, and and um, my goal for my audience is to entertain. I I, I like to say that I hope you have fun. And if you're not careful, you might learn something along the way. I'm, I, I like to educate and I've dedicated my life to the, to the, the, uh, for the last 15 years anyway, to public education. I believe in, uh, the concept of education, but that's not what I set out to do. I, I, Professor Messer, he set out to educate. That was his primary purpose. My primary purpose is to entertain. I want you to laugh. I want you to have a good time. Like you said, I want you to walk away feeling better than you did when you went there. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be sarcastic. I'm going to crack a joke. And then I might lay some information on you. But the fact is, anything that I tell you, you could probably find in 30 seconds with a Google search. Probably explain better than I can explain it. What's different, <laughs> though, is that I'm hopefully going to make you laugh in the process. So that's my, you know, my, my goal for my audience is to entertain them. And my goal for me is to get better. Those are the things that are on my mind every time I flip on this computer and do this thing. It's great goals. And I think you accomplished that. I've seen your network grow, and um, it's it's come a long way, and it's fantastic. So you're you're doing it. Thank you. I think. Thank you. Um, so yeah, and another thing I always tell people is if if you like what you see, tell everybody you know. If you don't like what you see, tell me, and I'll fix it. 
you know? <laughs> okay, I don't know. So they, they, I definitely have people telling me what they don't like. That's for, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get that. That's one of those things I think we can commiserate about. It probably will be part of a, one of the episodes of this podcast will be the communications back and forth to the people who are watching this content uh, because uh, you do learn very, very quick to have a very nice thick skin right there on the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's true. That, that will be a good show. We got, definitely have to do that. <laughs> but I, I also want to say, you, don't be afraid to start podcast. You're going to get a lot more positive feedback than negative. That's just what's going to happen. Right. I think so, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So now let's shift gears into your long-term goals. And, I, and right. I'll start with that one. I've, I've been bringing up the rear every time. And my, my long-term goal um, is to make a modest income doing what I do uh, so that I can, can provide for my family uh, in, you know, in a comfortable way. I don't want to be rich. I never had any desires to be famous. I, I've often said that 99 plus percent of the world will live and die in anonymity. And I don't think I'm any better than any one of those. You know, it's, it's, it's like 0.1% of, of the world becomes quote unquote famous. I don't want to be famous. I don't need to be rich. I, I grew up very, very poor. I grew up on, uh, you know, not, not always sure where my next meal was coming from kind of poor. So by those standards, by the standards of growing up, uh, you know, a $50,000 a year salary is freaking rich. So, you know, I'm pretty easy to please in that. I don't need, uh, money, you know, I don't need to be lighting my cigarettes with, with hundred dollar bills, especially since I don't smoke. Uh, but I, I want to make a living doing this. I want this to be what I do for a living. And, and the reason I want this to do what I be, what I do for a living is because I love it so much. Like we said at the very beginning. And the idea is if you can do what you love every day, you'll never work. You know, it's, it's never seems like work when I come here, even though it's not always easy, it never seems like work because I love doing it. So, that that's it. My long term goal is to provide for my family doing what I love. What about you, Steve? My long term goal. Wow. Well, I have to say that um, podcasting may or may not be in my future for a long term goal. My goal and like how I want to live my life is has a couple facets, but mainly what I really want to do is help as many people as I can in this lifetime. You know, help them survive better, help them do better. And podcasting has really helped me go in that direction because I get emails saying, because of your computer repair podcast, I now have the courage to start my own computer repair business. I have so many emails that have pe people that said that. It makes you feel so good. I want to continue doing that. I want to help people, as many people as I can. Um, I want to enjoy myself in the process. And usually you're, you're going to find when you help somebody, you can't top that feeling. So you are enjoying yourself while you're doing it. So it's like a win-win situation. Um, right now, podcasting is a great way to do that. I'm enjoying it. If there's something different, better that comes along my path in the future, I will, I'll do that. But um, as long as I know I'm helping people, making this world a better place, trying to get like some, some uh, good information out there and help people survive better on this kind of crazy planet we live on, um, that's what I want to do. So with Podnuts and uh, my podcasting, sure, I'm going to take it as far as I can to uh, to help achieve that goal. So, uh, Steve, uh, you've been doing this, like you said, about four years, and and your initial show was a daily show, right? Uh, or more or less, it's called Podnuts Daily. Was it actually daily at the beginning? Yeah, actually, my first show was it wasn't 
called Daily. It was just regular old pod nuts. Okay. And that, that's where the whole name of the network came from, the first original show. That was a weekly show. And then I, I liked podcasting so much, I said, I need to do this more often. So yes, Pod Nuts Daily came around and it, I did it daily, uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday. And I did that for, I don't know, months. So you've, got, then, you've got 300 plus shows there. Um, yeah. And then hundreds of shows. Uh, of, of the, So you've done, what, 700, 1,000 different shows? I don't think it's up to a thousand. I didn't, I haven't counted yet, but it, I think it's close to six or seven hundred shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I have done a couple of hundred. So maybe my wide eyed enthusiasm will fade in 500 more shows. You know, when, when Steve says he doesn't know if podcasting is in his future, uh, maybe I'll have the same opinion, uh, when I've done, uh, done, posted, edited <laughs> another 500 shows. Uh, but right now I'm still, uh, you know, like a kid in a candy store. I still love doing it every day. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's so fun. I mean, it really is. And it's like you said, if you know you're getting better and you know, you're helping people and you know, you're, you're entertaining and you just keep doing it because it's hard to stop. So right. we'll see if you, uh, surpass pod nuts and show, show count. It might well, happen pretty soon. If I keep adding shows, uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen before long. I'm going to have 25, four hour programming. And I'm going to be, you know, have a, a, a caffeine IV or something. Uh, <laughs> nice. All right, James, what about you? What are your long-term goals? Before I go into this, I have a follow-up for Steve, because one of the things Steve mentioned resonated with me, which no, was... No, I'm sorry. You don't understand how this works. I ask the questions, you answer them. <laughs> Wait a you second. Clearly, you're misunderstanding <laughs> was, the format the of the show. We're not in the show notes. <laughs> uh, Steve said something uh, that that resonated with me, which was he he did some of these podcasts and he started to get feedback from people saying, because I watched the podcast, I did these types of things. And and my question to Steve, and I'll I'll tell my story, side of that story in a bit, but my question to Steve was, is that something you were expecting? Was it something that was a surprise? How how did that come about for you? Uh, shocking. And this is, I think, what's going to happen with a lot of people. It's shocking. You're going to be shocked that, number one, somebody listened and understood your show. And number two, that you had an effect on their, a positive effect on their life. And they're telling you about it. Um, it's, you feel really good about that. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. No, I wasn't expecting so many things about how my network expanded. There's, we have forums that have thousands of members and they are all in there just helping each other and just having a good time. I wouldn't, I didn't expect any of that. You know, it was, it was actually shocking to see, um, how, how it progressed to answer your question. That's, it's, it's something very similar to, to what we see on Professor Messer too. So my long-term goal is, well, I, I've got a, um, a mind map that I create where I plan one, two, and three years out into the future to try to figure out what I'm going to do. Up to this point, none of it has been accurate. So, uh, I move things around all the time. I things that I thought I was going to do two years from now, I'm doing currently. Um, it's just constant motion. And I'm in this very, very fortunate position where during the day, I have a job I really enjoy. And, and I, I get a lot of fulfillment out of doing what I do during the day. But this, this, uh, this content building at Professor Messer is something that is a, an experiment that has now gotten out of the lab and it is growing rapidly. And I really can absolutely see me doing that as a full-time position. I think that would be fantastic. That would be a lot of fun to do. It would allow me to expand out some of these things that you guys are already doing with big networks. And you've got lots of shows. And you're building lots of content. And that's fabulous. All of my content has been offline. I've got 
over 650 videos on YouTube, very little of that, probably a handful of those have been live events. So there's the, there's the swap is that a lot of mine's just videos I make and not the live. I want to do more of the live and more of, of, of building out more content for the internet. That's something that people would enjoy, something people can get some type of value from and would want to listen to. And I think we're getting there. And I think all of us are really getting there because I think we found the niche that makes us excited about what we do. So I, I feel that that's just an inevitability eventually that that will be a full time thing. And I can concentrate on building out professor messer and more videos and more content and perhaps doing some other things that aren't necessarily the professor side of james messer and doing those pieces as well and and it's one that has surprised me too it has been an experiment that got out of the lab because i get the same type of thing where people will send me emails and say i watched these videos and i got my certification and now i got the job i was looking to get and it's very very it, it takes you a, a moment when you're reading these for the first time to think wow i was just a guy sitting in front of a camera making a bunch of videos and you forget that there's a big uh, worldwide network and you're communicating with people even if it's not live and having that ability to build those types of things are incredibly motivating to make me want to do more of that so that's what i'm going to keep doing yeah, I just want to say that my experience is different from both of you, primarily because our our goals are different, right? Um, you both said you're out to help people and and to educate, and, and my primary goal has always been to entertain. So I don't get those um, that joke you told changed my life uh, kind of feedback. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get that. Um, but uh, so the the feedback I get is is tends to be more of the complaining side of things uh, instead of. Uh, the how you know you changed my life and the altruism is admirable that you guys do there and, and i just a quick plug there if you want to learn how to repair a laptop uh steve's lap, uh, laptop repair videos are second to none and if you mm -hmm. want to learn how to do pretty much anything else <laughs> professor messer's uh videos are second to none those guys uh have really um are gifted educators and they and they do it well um and you know i'm not i didn't <clears throat> uh, promise to do this so that to get them on the show, but I, I ask them to be on the show because I believe in what they do. Um, whereas I don't really have that, uh, that education products that I've put out there. I'm actually working on one right now, uh, about podcasting. And I hope that this show will be more to that. But my stuff is, is generally, uh, much more, uh, lighthearted and, and, um, I tend to rant on, on the tightwood tech a lot. I rant about the evils of the world without actually offering any solutions to them. Because that would take too much effort. Uh, I just complain a lot. Uh, so uh, it's it's interesting that you guys get that kind of feedback of, you know, I I opened a business, Steve, because what I learned from you. Or I got a new job, James, because of what I learned from you. And, and I don't get that. So I kind of feel a little bit left out. But it's just because of the difference in our um, mantras, what, what we set out to do. Here's a grass is always greener kind of thing for you then. Because I started this uh, the podcast, What a Week in November, December timeframe, specifically to not be something that educated people, to be something that was more of a lighthearted, something that would be outside the realm of all of those other things I was working on. I mean, last week, uh, my wife and I ate chocolate roaches on the podcast live on video. So it, that's complete. Nobody's going to call me and say, boy, that changed my life. <laughs> that eating yeah. of the chocolate roaches. Well, <laughs> Well, maybe it did actually, because it was not not great. How were, how were they? Chocolate. How were they? 
They were okay. They were they were milk chocolate roaches. They were not chocolate covered. They were they were pieces of chocolate in the shape of a roach. And there's an entire backstory with that. <laughs> and they were okay. They were they were uh, they were dark chocolate. Um, but but that has has nothing to do with anything. Because when it's I not- think roaches, I think dark chocolate. Really, because milk <laughs> chocolate—that's more of an ant or a locust sort of thing. <laughs> sure, of course. This was this was, but you could see completely different, and it was it was me wanting to try something different and be very different than that that professor messer type of content that I was so traditional and so used to doing for years and years and years and years. So I would not say you are left out in any way, shape or form, because what you're doing are things that others of us would like to be able to do. Yeah, Mark, I would also like to say you're, you're not left out because entertaining somebody is is basically helping them. And maybe you're, you're not getting flooded with uh, emails saying all the positive things, but I'm sure that people who are listening to your show continue to listen because they're liking it. So maybe they're just not writing in. But um, I, w- I want you to know that you are helping people too. So just know that. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that really wasn't intended to be a, a please pat me on the back moment. It was just a... <laughs> no, uh, I, I, got what you, I got what you're saying. Yeah. But it's it just, uh, you, you have to decide what, what your goals are, right? And we talked about that earlier. If you're, and I'm assuming anybody watching the show is either interested in podcasting or is podcasting or, or considering a podcast. So maybe that's an invalid assumption, but, but that's what I'm proceeding from. So you have to figure out what it is you're going to do. Are you going to educate? Are you going to help people? Are you going to entertain people? Um, are you going to raise awareness about some issue? Uh, whatever that is, you need to be true to yourself. So if I'm on a show, that starts getting too educational, I'll disrupt it, <laughs> you know, and that maybe that's not the right thing to do, but uh, our stuff can get dry when you're talking about tech, right? And so I will intentionally make the show sometimes less informative to make it more entertaining because I don't think anybody cares about necessarily all the, the intricate details in an audio form, uh, unless you're just a super audio learner, that stuff kind of gets lost anyway. You're driving or you're multitasking and that sort of becomes background noise. But when there's something entertaining and engaging going on, that gets your attention. So my goal uh, when I put together a show is to have four or five moments that grab your attention and force you to pay attention and hopefully make you laugh. But don't you think that that um, we've got such an opportunity here because we're doing podcasts that are very similar in nature. They're certainly technical in nature for the for a good part or entertaining in nature around things that we see in news stories of the day and the the talking heads and and talking about the things that we do but really there's not a lot of diversity in podcast today right. it really is a greenfield and if somebody was wanting to get into doing podcasting they could almost pick any type of content to go with from collecting butterflies to riding horses to uh swimming to anything and they would have a, a certain market because obviously the secret of the internet is to find that niche and go with it and get, build those rabid fans about what you're doing. There are knitting podcasts on iTunes with iTunes with thousands of weekly listeners. Right on. And, and I've never got all that excited about knit one pearl too. And it's not but, for you, but apparently some people do. And you'd, you'd be surprised, Mark, how technical you could get on an audio podcast and people eat it up. Yeah. Especially if it, if it relates to their field. I mean, you could, uh, there's a show we do called Podnuts Pro, which is like uh, business uh, tech support, and I I don't I get lost in that show. I I don't even do it anymore because I have no idea what they're talking about. But there's people that love that show and they'll listen to it on their cars on their way to work. So you could podcast about anything, 
anything at all, like you guys are saying. I have an interesting question there, uh, Steve. When I start a show, um, and and the numbers have have tracked. I, this is going to sound like me being an arrogant gas bag, but it's not intended to be that way. Um, when when we do a show, we've tracked the numbers, and the shows get more listens when I'm on them than when I'm not. For whatever reason, I'm the voice of this network. Um, do you find that when you start a show and then step away, uh, is that that seems to me from a listener standpoint sort of a bait and switch? You got me there with your personality, with your expertise, and then you left me with these other guys. Maybe you left me in capable hands, but I kind of see it as sort of a contract there to, to you know, I started out, I'm going to present you this content and my, this slice of my life every week. Um, and to go away from that seems sort of distasteful to me. So uh, while I'm not attacking you, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on that and why you uh, have pulled out of a couple of your shows and, uh, and, and what you think your audience reaction to that has been. <laughs> distasteful um no you know what the the there is like you said there is no there actually is no contract that's why you're able to do this i mean um i i i didn't i'm not getting like paid i'm not on a salary from a company to have to host these shows so when i feel like i i either don't want to do it I, i'm not contributing as much as i think somebody else can um like for example uh some shows that we do about computer repair I've been out of the computer repair business for several years now where when I started the network, I was in the computer repair business. Um, so yeah, I, ha I had to pull out of some of the shows and uh, some of the listeners, they even emailed me so they didn't like it. Um, but my goal and uh, what I think is happening is I'm putting people there that are better than I would be. And hopefully the listeners will like it. I, I, I just hope they do. But if they don't, I'm sorry. I mean, I, that's all I could say to them. Uh, I've, if there's a subject where I feel like I'm not adequate or I'm just not interested any, in anymore, I'm not going to force myself to do it. And uh, that's that's what that's podcasting. You can do that. I mean, it's my network. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but would you? You know, would you? Yeah. If you you had no interest in what you were talking uh, podcasting about, you wouldn't want to do the show anymore. So, yeah, I don't think the listeners uh, loved it. I honestly don't because I started the show. I I was the face of the network there, and um. Things change. I'm sorry, but that's it's just it's just what what happens. And um, yeah, that's nothing I can do about it. Really, yeah, I nature mean, of the beast, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I think you yeah. make a good point, though. There's there's nothing less inspiring than listening to, listening to somebody who doesn't care about what he's talking about talk about it. <laughs> it's true. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you you get that all over in the world. You, you encounter people who have jobs, and you know they don't want to be there. And it just has a horrible effect on you as a customer of theirs, you know, like, a, you know, going through a drive through at a fast food or buying a car or buying anything from a salesman. Um, if they're not into it, you're, you're not into it. So you, you got it right on the head. Yeah, I guess when you're when when podcasting becomes a J.O.B., you know, just a plain old job, something you got to do, then uh, then maybe you do owe it to your listeners to step away. I, I don't know. Do you feel the content was slipping or did you see that it was going to and wanted to head that off? No, I don't think the content was slipping because um, I've done enough shows where I could kind of steer, I could kind of pull the content out of the guest, you know, and a lot of my shows, I have guests on that. They basically bring all the content and I just steer them along. So uh, I don't think the content was really suffering, but um, more so it's just, I, I was so out of that field that I started to drift away more and more from a passion viewpoint than the content suffering. Okay. James, any thoughts on that? Well, one of the things I haven't had to worry about quite yet is getting to a point where 
I've got a lot of different podcasts that are going where I might have different hosts that would handle different things. We're currently, it's just me. I'm one guy building content, building, making the videos. The, the first time I ever got anybody involved in a podcast, it was my wife. Let's hope that podcast goes well. <laughs> we, we, we don't want that one to fall under. <laughs> you risk more than just losing a podcast in that case, don't you? I'm sorry, dear. We're bringing in a different co-host for you. That would not be good. You're just not believable as my wife. The fans nobody, just aren't getting it. Nobody yeah. wants that. Uh, I assure you, <laughs> nobody wants that. And and we're having a great time with it. So it's one of those things that worked out pretty well. Um, but but I think about, we, we've talked about long-term plans. I, I would love to have many, many different podcasts. And I look at the problems that other people in our particular industry have with this. From the very biggest guys to others that have smaller sized networks, they have to be the host or they notice that the total number of viewers drops off. It's a bit of a challenge. And it's one that you even see everywhere. Um, you know, that Regis left his show. Well, the, the, the ratings plummeted because that was part of the entire persona of that particular show. And those types of things interest me quite a bit. I think there's a model or something that can be worked there to make that work a little better. I don't think we've figured it out in the podcast world yet, but I think we're at least nimble enough and have enough flexibility that we could get there if we wanted to. Yeah, we have a listener in the chat room, Pete, who's talking about one of my shows called Everyday Linux. Uh, we did four episodes that sucked. Uh, the initial Good for you, the initial you lineup, the initial uh, uh, idea just didn't work. Period. So we took about four months off and totally rebooted it. I brought in new guests and a new format. And now it's our our uh, second most popular show, becoming the first one. It's it's overcoming uh, the the Taiwan Tech, uh, the the flagship show. So I will say it's it's okay to change things up. In fact, you have to change things up. Sometimes you totally have to reboot and change things if it's not working. It's one so of those things that you don't learn unless you have broken it. That's your opportunity to really get figure out what went wrong and and make it that much better. <laughs> Geeksters oh. TV in the chat room says I've done eleven shows that sucked. So <laughs> I, I was going to say to you, Mark, you, you got to watch those Linux shows. They <clears throat> they grab the ratings. Uh, same with my network, Door to Door Geek, who's in the chat room there. He he brings the goods to that show every week, and that's that might be. I have to check the stats. That might be the highest uh, downloaded show on the Podnuts network right now. So yeah, it's because that's right now uh, podcasting is well within the range of the geeks. We own it for now. That's going to change, and you're going to start seeing the Jersey Shores of podcasting come along before long, and it's going to become uh, mass-produced and banal and, and boring uh, at some point, and that's when it'll be its golden age, right? When things get banal and boring is when it becomes uh, considered uh, mainstream. Uh, right. But uh, right now, we you have to do geek content. And if, uh, I said there was a show about uh, uh, knitting that's huge, but... That's definitely the exception and not the rule. The, the people who are making the money in this are doing tech stuff because the audience is primarily tech. So true. I agree. Okay. Um, any other um, wandering thoughts before we leave the whole goals and, and uh, uh, aspirations part of the show? No, I think we pretty much covered it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, well, I, I just put this in there. Uh, it's going to be our... Uh, Feature for the week, at least for this week, uh, but I thought it would be interesting um, each week to bring a lesson that we learned or maybe relearned the hard way this week. So, because, you know, we're all doing stuff 
you know, like I said, I'm doing six shows a week. Steve's doing four or five now, and 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 James is doing his stuff. So, what is it that you learned this week? Uh, and I'll start with you, Steve. Uh, it wasn't this week, but I've learned already breaking the rules. My God, I'm sorry, I can't you just, on. Steve, just sprung it on us, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> this will not be the last time we break the rules. <laughs> Um, when you're doing a live broadcast, make sure you know when you start broadcasting and when you end broadcasting, because you might say something afterwards or beforehand that you don't want live on the air. Good point. So um, be very cautious of when you're actually broadcasting to the people and um, just take, be careful about that. Uh, I always sort of assume when I'm in front of the microphone, people can hear me, uh, even if that's even if I'm not broadcasting, if this microphone is in front of me, I treat it as if somebody can hear me. So uh, that's kind of the way to go. Uh, I have a little crawl that I run across the video uh, when we do show. It says we'll be starting in a few minutes. Sometimes we're 20 minutes into the show and somebody in the chat room is saying, um, are you going to take that down now? Because you've been going for, okay, okay I'm sorry. Uh, so I kind of go the other way around. Instead of uh, not knowing when we've started, I sort of uh, assume that we've always started and forget that uh, that there was that pre-show post-show sort of time i kind of <laughs> uh, assume that we're always on the air but good point uh, you know i always edit stuff you know uh, right now we've got uh 14 people listening live and it will go out to several hundred people when it goes out so if i screw up now i'm gonna offend 14 people and i can edit that later uh, editing <laughs> makes me look a lot smarter than i really am me too <laughs> james what did you learn this week if anything well, first, I don't have to worry about the being in front of the live microphone because I am a delicate flower. And at no point would I ever say anything untoward <laughs> towards anyone. I, I can't imagine that ever happening. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I learned this week, and, it, and it's kind of a mainstay of what I do, I'm constantly tweaking my audio. Uh, I am, and, and all of us, I think, are this way, is that the primary focus, whether you're doing an audio podcast or whether you're doing tons of videos, is that your audio is really the most important thing. That was one of the, the big things I had to learn when I started doing videos and tons of videos. Video can look pretty bad. In fact, if you remember back before YouTube had the HD button, there were some videos and still today that look pretty bad when you look at them. But if the audio is okay, you can suffer through just fine. And I'm constantly tweaking video and con audio. I'm constantly changing the audio. I just got a new audio compressor to try to figure out what's going to make the most sense. And I did not have it configured properly. I did a live stream this weekend. And before the live stream, I played some music. And I did not realize that the, the configuration of my audio compressor was one that was expecting more gain in the signal before it would kick in and actually send some audio out. So I, I w was five minutes into playing the music while I was getting ready to do the live stream. And I just tuned into the live feed to see how it was sounding. And I heard the, the audio going up and then down and up and then down and nothing and up. And then poor people who are waiting on the stream were hearing the worst musical interlude <laughs> you could ever hope for. <laughs> so, so I always think that whenever I'm planning to do something like this, perhaps not a bad idea to go try it out the night before, the day before just to see how that's going to play once you finally get online. And, and I, you know, turned up the volume. It got, it punched through the compressor. And, and from that point on, it was fine. But just one of those things that will bite you if you're not looking very carefully. And just Good to one. be, just to be pedantic, because that's what I do. You were probably dealing with the gate, not the compressor. 
doing well now? mine has all built in the right. same the gate compressor and some some other features that are that are built into it. it's one single device right. what did you yeah. get i have to know what kind of gear this is i have a uh well i've hidden it because there are too many lights on it so i'm going to stand up oh you don't have to, don't have to go over here if you don't want no really this is a uh, Dude, put pants on before you stand up on camera. Oh Good girl. Oh, One six six S S S X. Um, from who's D the manufacturer? DBX? I don't even know. DBX. It's a DX, I think. Yeah, DBX. Uh, Steve knows yeah. his gear. He just you gave him the model number. He knew right away. Oh yeah, that's the DBX box, and and it's been a fantastic device. It's one that I've desperately needed. I haven't really needed it until I started doing a podcast with another person. Because when you're one person, you can you can track your audio pretty well. I mean, I'm not playing drums. I don't have a guitar. It's me talking. So it's very easy to handle the audio piece. But when you had two people, now suddenly you really needed some way to to have this compressor in place and have it level things out for you. And it's really worked out quite nicely. Yeah, it's a nice piece of gear. That's definitely something we'll talk about in future shows is, is the gear we use and, and the way we go. Because I know uh, Steve has talked about it. He and I have talked about it. And we have vastly different ways of doing things. Uh, and uh, I think we both put out a good product. We just go about it entirely differently. And I think that's going to be uh, very interesting. Steve is a hardware junkie where I'm, I'm pretty much a minimalist. I like to do everything in software. I, I, I'm not completely hardware junkie. but I Because I like doing things in software too. But some of these devices, I could not duplicate it in software. They're, it's just that good. And yeah. the, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, just a, a quick noise gating is the trickiest thing to get it to so it doesn't pick up the when you breathe, but still actually picks up when you're being quiet to, exactly. to prove a point is difficult. It's incredibly difficult. Yes, it is. Yeah. So my lesson this week that I learned, that I relearned, is that sometimes you just have to bite your tongue and accept subpar content. Um, when you have a guest on who... Uh, in this case, it was a guest who on one of our shows who was calling in with the cheapest um, microphone headset mic possible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm convinced that she bought it, uh, you know, while she was buying a pack of gum at the mini mart. Oh, no. She also oh, bought no. the headset mic. Not only that, but she was breathing into it while she was talking. <laughs> and so it was incredible. It sounded like an AM radio coming through two tin cans on a string to begin with. And then every breath she took and every piece he popped was all over it. And, and it was just one of those things where, what, what can you do? I called this person up and said, would you give me an hour of your time? Because I think you're a person worth listening to. I imposed upon her. I can't then stop her and say, I'm sorry, your microphone sucks. Go to Best Buy, get a good one before we can do this. So sometimes you just have to accept that which is not up to your standards um, and there's nothing you can do about it. Good point, Mark. Live and learn there. Well, I'm surprised your producer didn't contact her prior to right. the podcast and get all that straightened out. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a talk <laughs> with him about that. <laughs> um, I, I actually had to not, I did not, I didn't um, produce the show. I had such bad content. It was uh, somebody on a laptop walking around the room, holding the laptop in front of them while they were smoking. And then walking outside, so it was a, a laptop microphone, no headset. It was it was the worst. I let, I let the show go. I, we did the live show, and I said, I'm, I can't produce this. I can't put it out. So we, it never got posted. 
All right. Next week, I'm smoking and walking around with my laptop. We've just decided. I don't smoke, but I'm going to start just for this podcast. On one of my Taiwa Tech shows that we did, we interviewed uh, a fellow by the name of David Thornburg. And if you know anything about computer history, you know David Thornburg. He was one of those guys at Xerox Park, uh, the the people who pretty much invented everything that's ever been invented on the web. Um, and he's a he's a he's a, a a genius. He's brilliant. He knows. Uh, more than I will ever know in my lifetime. But he was also uh, on a, a crappy laptop using the built-in speaker, and and like his phone rang during the interview, and he answered it. Um, <laughs> you know, but again, he was he was brilliant. Every word out of his mouth yep. was gold. So I had to accept the fact that yeah. it was poor quality. Right. We'll right. fix it in post. Right, and you, we did do a heck of a lot of post production on that one. And uh, sometimes that's just the the way it's got to be. Yes. Okay, so I think that's all of our lessons learned this week. Now this is the part where we do our plugs. So uh, I'm going to go around and we'll just tell people about where they can find you, where they can find your stuff. Uh, This is blatant commercialism time right now. Start with you, Steve. Well, it's good. It's good commercialism because this is the the product I'm promoting. Plugging has everything to do with this podcast. Um, Like. Like Marcus said earlier in the show, I've done hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of shows on the network. And uh, I finally got to a point where I said to myself, okay, I've done all these shows. I've gathered, gathered all this information. I have it in my head. I have to tell people about it. I have to tell people how to podcast. So I did a seminar um, and I filmed it on how to podcast. It's over 10 hours of me talking, talking to people, showing screenshots, doing all kinds of stuff neatly edited, all produced nice and, and intro music and everything. Uh, I put together a nice little product at howtopodcast.biz. And uh, it's literally a brain dump of everything I know about podcasting went into that product. So if you're interested in wanting to start your own show, you don't know where to start, or you already started your show and you don't know where to take it, this covers everything about how what I did with my network, Podnuts. And it's, uh, again, check it out, howtopodcast.biz. I think you'll like it. Okay. And James, same question to you. Well, you can, of course, find me on Professor Messer. If you have uh, someone you know or you yourself wants to get certified in computing, A+, Network+, Security+, and even a couple of Microsoft certifications, you can find that on my website. Every single video I make is absolutely free to watch online. And if it's something you'd like to take with you when you leave the internet, I also have those packages also available for an extremely reasonable reasonable price, much less than you would ever find anywhere else for the same thing, uh, right there on the website. So it's a little twist on what we're used to seeing for certification. And uh, every week, uh, Saturday mornings, I have a live stream podcast, What a Week, that we do. You'll find that at whataweekpodcast.com. All right. And my name is Mark Cockrell. If you're listening to this, you... Uh, have already you already know where to find me because it was on my site uh, and it's being uh, produced by my company uh, Element OP Productions um, and that's uh, Element as in the periodic table of elements and OP is an OP Taylor O P I E uh, you can find uh, me there I'm I'm hanging around the forums in the chat room every day or if you're a Twitter type person you can find me at Mark Cockrell uh, I'll let you look up how to spell that. Um, and uh, there you'll find my stream of consciousness about everything from technology to uh, the best barbecue in Texas. So uh, that's mm. that's where you can find us there. And and we I don't know when this show is going to go out. Uh, uh, people are, are listening live right now and asking in the chat room 
when is it going to go out? It will be on iTunes at some point. It will be up on on the elementopi.com website, and I'm sure these guys will link back to it from their uh, sites oh, yeah. uh, at some point. But I don't know when. I think we may bank a couple of episodes before I do that. We, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit after the show. But it's going to be there, and I really think this is the genesis of something uh, good. I, I, I think I'm going to learn from this, and hopefully you're going to learn from this as well. And uh, the best way for you to make sure that you learn what you need to know is to ask us questions. You can go to any of the websites that we just mentioned here for the, each of the three is three of us. Ask a, ask us ask us a question. First day with a new tongue. Um, or you can go to uh, elementopi.com, click the contact button there, or I'll have a forum set up in our forums there about it. And let us know. This is user programmed uh, content. You tell us what you want to know, what you need to know, and we'll answer it as best we can. Sometimes that answer will be oh, but at least we'll we'll answer it. So uh, th- there we go. That's my commercial for uh, for your content. Uh, again, this is this is about us, but it's really about you because, like Steve said, everything he does is aimed at you. And, and the same thing is true for for James and me. Everything we do is about our audience because without you, there's no point in doing this. It's true. All right. So, uh, guys, any other last words before I say goodnight? Thanks for joining us, everybody. It was really a, a great first episode, I think. All right. Yes, thank you guys. It was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next time. Okay, and for now, this is The Art of Podcasting, signing off.